It is the season finale of the Chicago vs. United Audio podcast, Your Chicago Scene Salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week, usually not with a sore throat, at chicagoverseunited.com. You can also follow the show online at facebook.com slash dynastypodcasts. This week, I'm talking with Tom Conrad of Chicago's Empires in advance of the band's show at Sub-T this coming Sunday, June 6th. Tom, how's it going? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? It sounds like you guys are just kind of getting in and arriving, right? Yeah, we were on tour for two weeks on the East Coast, and we have three days off, so we decided to go home. And uh, I think Friday is Milwaukee has this new festival called Verge Music Festival. It's kind of the same promoters on the same fairgrounds as the Summerfest. Okay. And uh, we play on Friday... It's with, like, Eagles of Death Metal, she and him. I think Weez is doing it. Nice. It's new. I don't know really know what to expect, but they got some really cool acts on it, so I'm expecting positive response. How was the run of East Coast dates you guys just did? Great. There were some A markets, but most of them were kind of B markets, I guess you could say. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we played like half hour, 45 minutes right outside of Minneapolis, but we did hit Cleveland, Philly, Baltimore, whatnot. So we're actually, like I said, we have the show on Friday, then we go to Des Moines on Saturday to play the Motion City soundtrack, and then Sunday we play Chicago at Sub-T, and then we head back out. Yeah, I want to get to a lot of what you just talked about in the Sub-T show, but first... I wanted to kind of move back a couple months. Now, you guys just released a new EP called Bang about two months ago in March, and people have heard it. You've been able to get out and play the material live. How has the response been to the newer songs? It's been great. I don't even know where to begin on this. (laughs) The biggest thing with Bang is, I guess, it's more band-oriented. I mean, I guess I'll go from the beginning. When we put out Howl about, about two years ago now, that record, there's so much material because... A lot of people don't know this. The band sat around for a year without even a name, without playing shows. We really didn't to do anything but kind of just work on songs and got in practice space and just learn how to communicate with each other. Um, I guess through instruments, but how was more figured out in the studio. So with Bang, it was more figured out as a band in the space. So with that, naturally, there's going to be more energy because there's more people putting in energy. Right. And then when you translate that live, obviously more energy with that, too, and you just kind of feed off other people. So if anything, it's just been more intense. To me, as someone who's not in the band but has been watching you guys, it seems like Bang has raised Empire's profiles. Have you guys seen that? Have you felt that? Yeah, with Bang, so we went in to do Bang. We actually had another 16 songs. We came out with five. Okay. It was only because the first five, we just, those was the five that everyone agreed on that we felt strongly about. The other songs, there's always somebody kind of had issues with. They were just kind of a little unsure of. And we were just kind of points where we were at that after Hollow, it was less about quantity and more about quality. We just knew, like, why don't we just listen to ourselves? If everybody agrees on this, let's just move forward with that. The two songs that got added were Voodoo Eyes, the first song on Bang, and Track 5, Hello Lover. Those got in a recorded last minute over the winter in December. And those two songs just fell like they cohesively mixed with the other ones and we just moved forward with it you never really know with our band like i said we can go in with 16 songs come out five or we can come out go in and all 16 make the record like howl so it's like we kind of just go wherever the wind may take us we definitely just try to make sure with bang it was just more cohesive just like i said it was more of just this musicianship of guys trying to work out these songs together 
we feel like there's a response has been positive. We'd like to see so. I mean, you kind of lose a little bit of perspective, especially when you're in a band like us when we do everything ourselves. So you kind of get lost. You don't even know how you feel about anything anymore. And we like to think that everything's on track, crossing our fingers, you know. One of the things I think has been interesting about Empires is you released Howl for free, and then bang, the distribution model was kind of a mix of some free music and some steady digital singles and then offering kind of an attractive collector's package at the end of that road. Have you guys been happy with that kind of mixed approach? And it seemed very purposeful and very intentional. Like you had a plan. The distribution was as much a part of the bang experience as the music was. With how we knew that some people were paying attention, but first and foremost, it was more about us putting out something for free. It's more of like an introduction, I guess. It was more of like I've said this before, where we think we just love the idea that the first thing that anyone even was familiar with the band or even kind of got introduced was us kind of giving something to you and just kind of being like, hey, this is on us. Just give us a chance. And it was us like giving something to you, the listener. And it wasn't like, hey, we put up a merch store first or, hey, we're playing, you know. Come give us your money. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't really about that. After everything, though, even with us kind of being a little bit older, we've kind of learned that it's obviously music first. I think what started Bang with the singles was we promised pretty much everybody last year that we were going to put out new music, and we were kind of falling short with the timeline, with just kind of figuring out what we wanted to do with the songs. We just kind of went into it, let's start putting together these singles. And honestly, when we started putting together the Bang EP, the first song and Hello Lover, Voodoo Eyes and Hello Lover weren't even completed yet. We didn't really quite know where it was going. We just knew we needed to push ourselves and just get going, and we knew it would come together. As far as the marketing or distribution way to do it, it was just more of an experiment. The fucking cool thing about doing what we did with putting out the singles and everything was so many people were even buying banger these singles and paying more than they should. They were putting like $10 for a song or $50 for the bank because they were like, it's about time you guys charge free music. It's too good. We never really thought about that. Listen, when you start doing a band, you're obviously going to be broke, and we are still are broke. It was very flattering and reassuring, and it definitely added a level of confidence knowing that, wow, people actually really do care, and they really are passionate about it as much as we are. One of the things that I've seen, and I've been following the digital music trends closely because to me it's really interesting on a personal and professional level, but if you look at Nine Inch Nails, who their last couple releases, they've given things away for free, but for hardcore Nine Inch Nails fans, for people who want the slipcase or the vinyl or the box set or the t-shirt or whatever, they have that option. And so the fans who are really passionate about Nine Inch Nails, they can go and get that. Looking at Bang, it was a really well-produced and well-marketed final product is what I'm thinking, you know, but it also the music really delivered so i think when people see that they're happy to pay for it because they feel like they're getting something in return it's not just plopping down 15 dollars for a plastic case and a disc we tried really hard to make sure every time we try to do something we try to make sure we're doing the next step whatever it may be obviously with things so we're doing a lot of it ourselves it was more of an experiment to kind of see are people paying attention with one song if we do this series of singles are people going to wait each single that we put out we handled it each one differently you know when we put out the song uh title song bang for free we just asked for emails for the first time and we got an awesome response with emails and it was great then the next song dancing's over we put up for like a buck we had a great response to that too and then the third song strangers the single we put up and we kind of let you pick your own price and it was unbelievable what people were paying for just the two songs so it was just really interesting to see the response first and foremost man we really tried hard to make sure we took it the next step with song and we tried to make it more and musically oriented
we try really hard to make sure that everything we do is always did outdo the last record or the last release because if we're not moving forward and we're moving backwards, then why are we doing this? Now, something I wanted to ask about, kind of shifting towards looking at your recent run of dates, I was looking on your Twitter, and I saw a picture you guys posted. Did somebody try to break into your van or something, or what happened there? It looked like somebody was trying to break into a lock, and I assume it was your vehicle. This is probably the most interesting dent that we've done, because every night has been <laughs> something. I mean, besides the growth of shows, but it's just been like the night before that, I think we were in, or two nights before that, we were in Naples, New York, upstate New York by Syracuse. And this kid was just picking a fight with us, and we were trying to be nice and just be like, dude, we're not even from here. We don't really care. I have no idea if we're ever going to come back to this town. It's totally cool. And we ended up driving off the dude through a rock house at the van. Dude, come on. And then the next day, like I said, we show up into Brooklyn. We have a lot of friends in Brooklyn. We've been staying out there. And then we wake up in the morning. It looks like someone took a drill to the, try to break in. Damn. The day before, we had some issue with some guy trying to sell us drugs. And we're like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? I feel like we're just being set up right now. And we didn't even, like, it came, like, put us in a situation. It was just, we want nothing to do with this. What is was, going on right now? Was the issue that they were bad drugs or that he was trying to sell you the drugs in the he first just, place? He <laughs> came up to us and started giving us stuff. And we're like, whoa, 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 stop. Where are you? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> chill is there what is going on but i hi man i can't suppose every day there's just been something that's just like whoa chill what's going on you're like a wake-up call or like yeah. i said just you need to just be extra careful i guess so like i said this whole run is just be more aware of your surroundings i guess i don't know well you know something i've seen with local artists it happened to kill hannah but it's happened to a lot of other acts across the country where a lot of bands are getting their gear stolen these days i would assume a very scary prospect because oh, if you're man, out there immediately that was the biggest thing was just seeing that the lock kind of got hampered with we try very hard to make sure there's no ipods laying out or guitars or anything oh like yeah that. Do entice anybody to want to break in the scary thing with bands low and just like in regular cars going to break in the car and drive off they're not going to take what they want they're just going to take the whole car a little of the money that we made from bang will buy the club the anti-theft club i think when you get enough money the trick is buy a decoy van make that look nice leave an ipod out and then put all your gear in the shitty van yeah so that we way they about like spray painting the trailer with like lawnmowers <laughs> and like manure or something so people just like oh frank's home <laughs> home office and supply exactly yeah. it's on a list of things to do when i was in high school real brief story but when i was in high school my girlfriend friend's place we would come home at night and there was always this van outside of her apartment and it was white rabbit home and office and it was only there at night and it didn't say home and office repair home and office cleaning we always joked there was probably like an escort service and one night we called it just to find out and it was an escort service Good guess. You just never know. Even the place we stayed in Brooklyn, it was a safe neighborhood. So, I mean, you just never know what city you pull in. Said we're in this, when we were up in Naples, it was like a big wine tasting. Like, it's a friendly, not to even diss the town at all. It was, it was a very small town, very welcoming. You just never know. And I guess that's the biggest thing I guess we took out of it is just each day is a new day. Expect the worst. <laughs> just prepare yourself. Don't take anything for granted. Now, you guys are playing Sub T this Sunday, June 6th in Chicago, right? Yeah, hell yeah. What's going on with that show? What can people expect? Maybe who haven't gotten to see you live before, or even who have? There's two things. Usually when we play Chicago, we usually play with other local acts that are supporting the bill, or we're doing direct support. We're actually, it's kind of the start of another three-week stint that we're going out these two bands on Harvard. They're from Virginia or North Carolina. I'm not quite sure where. They've heard amazing things. I've never seen the band, but everyone's just been like, that's great, you're going out with them. And this band from New York called Lights Resolve. I'm not really too familiar if they have either band is really tampered with Chicago, okay. but they're great bands and just kind of a kickoff for another run for us 
so I think they're going to kind of come out expect something new for Chicago to offer to see some new, great new bands. We'll be doing a longer set. We've also kind of offered if you buy advanced tickets, you can get a uh, unreleased B-side that didn't make. There's quite a few songs, but it's one of the songs that didn't make Bang called Mess. Yeah, you get that kind of a, you buy tickets. You send us if you send the receipt to help.empires at Gmail, we'll send you the track a day or two before the song. So just expect a longer set, unreleased song to get tickets in advance and some great bands. I think it's a great um, deal. And you know, do. We, yeah. I wanted to ask with Mess, it sounds like it's a B-side from the Bang Sessions. Do you guys have plans for what you're going to do with that music? Because I know some bands, you know, they have the leftover B-sides and stuff, and they just kind of scrap that and move on to new sessions. Do you think that that music will eventually make its way into people's iPods, or will we expect a new big release that's going to be all stuff you haven't even done yet? It's hard to answer that. When we put out the Bang Deluxe, when we were talking about earlier, just about the, kind of the whole collection when it came together, there was some video, there was some photos, an extra B-side. There's a lot of songs that didn't make Bang. And even with Howl, like, when we did Howl, there was 15 songs we put on there, but I think that said and done, there was 23 songs recorded. And just the nature of Empires, is always a lot of material. There's always just stuff getting recorded, written, worked on. Even we've done songs that we've toured on and played shows on for quite a bit that we never even recorded because it's didn't even make it that far so i don't know how to answer that we've always joked about doing like a best of p-side thing i used to love that stuff when i would follow bands that i grew up with because everybody would know you know all the nine inch nail singles all the the radio songs but then you were like a quote-unquote true fan if you had like the b-sides and stuff like that so i wouldn't discount that idea because i think that that's kind of exciting in its own right you know no absolutely i mean the really cool thing about even like say like five ten years ago there were so many bands doing compilations and doing uh just even in chicago there were so many things of like one-off songs that people would do and there's not a lot of that now and i think it has a lot to do with the internet and that was a way for me to even find out about new bands was just kind of like these comps that labels would put out or a comp that was kind of fall oriented or summer yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They would do things that would ever kind of entice people to, you know, pick up this compilation with some new songs from and a lot of artists you've never heard before. So it sounds like that's kind of dead these days. But um, as far as, like, bigger bands, like, we, we love Nine Inch Nails. And, of course, they've always found home for it. So as far as the response to that, I don't know. I'm assuming that we will figure it out. It's just right now I think we're more in the, in the mindset of let's keep putting out these cohesive either singles that we feel strongly about and try to keep it, keep it consistent or put out a collection of just material that we know it kind of all flows and fits together. Because you said that was the biggest thing with Howl was we knew it was kind of all over the place and it wasn't the most cohesive thing. But you learn from, from your past and you keep trying to strive for the better, you know? Well, you know, Bang is definitely a cohesive work. I've listened to it. I've spent a lot of time with it and I really enjoy it. So I think you guys are going to continue moving forward. Like you said, that's definitely something to look forward to. Awesome, Jaime. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. And we will see you this Sunday at Sub T in Chicago. And tickets are available now through your Facebook and Twitter and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, you can get it at subtea.net. You can get it on TicketWeb. You can get it on our website. You can get it on our MySpace. You can get it where if you just even go on the internet, you'll find a place to snag it. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Great. Jaime, I appreciate the call and the everything that you do for the band. This has been the Season 2 finale of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, Your Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to Tom from Empires for calling into the show this week. You can check out all the episodes of this podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including past interviews with members of The Audition, The Academy Is, The Fold, A Kidnap in Color, and many, many more. And be sure to check out the Chicago vs. United sister podcast, The Ministry of the Dynasty, your pop love prophecy, at theministryofthedynasty.com. Or become a fan of both Dynasty podcasts at facebook.com slash dynastypodcasts. And listen for new enhanced summer shows starting this month. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.